Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... Now listening to the Music Mania podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to yet another high-octane version of the Music Mania podcast. I tell you what, guys, this show, too big for just one interview, so we're going to bring you two. Again, thank you so much for downloading, whether it be on iTunes or on YouTube. We always appreciate it. If you want to send us a tweet at musicmania underscore show on Twitter, we love the interaction, we love the feedback. Today on the Music Mania podcast, I'm going to be speaking with Revolution Saints and Dead Daisies guitarist Doug Aldrich. Guys, easily one of my favorite guitarists of all time. Of course, his work goes back to the mid to late 80s with his band Lion. He worked with Hurricane. Later on, he would be the guitarist in Dio for an album. He's been with Whitesnake. Guys, he's done it all. We're going to be talking to him about the latest Revolution Saints album, Light in the Dark. Also, the Dead Daisies and, the, and all their um, recent happenings and goings-on and, uh, and what a great band that is, of course, with John Karabi and Marco Mendoza and Brian Titchy. But Revolution Saints, focusing on that, this is a, a band put together, a, a nice little power trio, of course, with Jack Blades from Night Ranger on bass, Dean Castronovo, vocals and drums. Uh, he, it's a fantastic, very melodic-sounding Guys are going to enjoy this one. Be sure to check it out. Facebook.com slash Revolution Saints. That's where you can get all the information on how to get it. Amazon, Spotify, iTunes. Guys, the album again is Light in the Dark. You've got the video for Light in the Dark that's been uh, kind of blowing up. That's kind of how I was, you know, familiarized myself with uh, with this album and what this band uh, really was all about. They've been together a little while. This is, I think, their second album together. So really good stuff. And Doug is is one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite guitarists of all time. In, in the interest of uh, full disclosure here. And then after that, we're going to be talking to Heaven and Earth singer Joe Retta. Heaven and Earth is a very blues-based, very bluesy, down-and-dirty blues-based, kind of Led Zeppelin-sounding band. I tell you, Joe's got the voice. It reminds me of kind of like a mix between Jack Russell from Great White and Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. They just have that sound. Of course, he and guitarist Stuart Smith were in the band The Sweet together, so they have a lot of that kind of sound, um, that kind of influence, and they're just a, it's just a great band. And that album is called Hard to Kill. It is out now. Heaven and Earth band.com that's where you can get the information on their tour dates that album we're going to be talking about that a little later but first we want to go ahead and welcome our first guest on this week's show it is mr doug aldrich doug thank you so much for joining us man how's everything going I'm good. How you doing, buddy? Oh, doing great. Good to hear from you. I tell you what, uh, we've had all your bandmates from Dead Daisies on over this past uh, past summer or so, so it's good to, good to talk to you finally, man. I hope everything's going well. Yeah, everything's good. I'm in New York actually writing with Dead Daisies at the moment. Uh, well, you know, obviously, and, and who couldn't stay away from a guy like Marco Mendoza? You, you know, you guys work together in White Snake. You wind up back in the dead days. You just can't stay away from a guy like that. It's all. It's just he's just that that Latin lover type, you know, Marco. Marco is just, he's, he's one of the great dudes. He knows everybody and he puts out a lot, he puts out a lot of energy. So, uh, it, it's just, it's very cool to work with him. I've worked, I, I met him in 2000, no, I met him in nine, 
96 or 95, actually. And uh, then we were in Whitesite together for, he was in Whitesite for a year or two, uh, two years, actually. And uh, yeah, it was great. Marco's awesome. Marco's the one that brought me in, Dead Daisies. Yep, absolutely. And you guys just got uh, through with a U.S. tour. Was able to catch that show out in Nashville. Uh, awesome stuff. Oh. Yeah, it was great, man. I tell you, I, I'm so glad to see you guys. Get, um, you know, get here stateside. You've done so many big shows and festivals uh, overseas, and you guys had gained a lot of momentum that way. But how did you feel that the shows in the U.S. go? Because I know when I talked to Marco and and John earlier in the summer, it was a, you know it was a lot of anticipation for that, hoping that it went well uh, to you know to help hopefully get more shows going here for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that we'll next year, you know, at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get there next year. We'll figure it out. We'll get some tour dates going, and uh, probably be out in the summertime. Well, I'll tell you what, Doug, you're a busy guy, and this goes back a long way because uh, obviously I'm a huge Dio fan. I loved your work on Killing the Dragon and all the stuff that you did with with uh, with Ronnie. But we got to talk about the Revolution Saints too. This kind of popped up, and this is your guys' second album, and it just came out here on October 13th. Uh, you got you have this band with uh, Jack Blades, and uh, what this album it's unbelievable. I just got it sent over to me the other day. Of course, I'd seen the uh, the video for Light in the Dark. Talk about this band. This is unbelievable, and this just is, is another thing that you know. You look up, and you're like, "Well, Doug Aldrich does this. He plays plays guitar in this band, and this band, and, and here's another one." Uh, how did this come about? And I know this is your second album. Talk about it and what the reception's been like for this one so far. Well, Revolution Saints is was um, initially put together <laughs> records, and they it was going to be Dean Castronovo's solo record, and. Um, uh, it, it, uh, he, they asked him, who do you want to have play on it? And Dean asked me, and he asked Jack. And then once the label found out about that, they decided, let's make it a band. So we, uh, we decided to, to uh, record that record. And the material was basically written at that time uh, for Dean. And it was very Journey-esque. So we, we kind of put our two cents in on it and, and you know, changed, um, not, not on purpose, but just naturally playing it. It kind of sounds different. And then, um, um, uh, basically, you know, we went through a, a lot of stuff. We couldn't, we got some great offers to tour, but we couldn't really get our schedules together. You know, we were all three really busy doing stuff. And, um, um, it got to the point where, you know, the record basically was, was done selling and we were doing other things. I was doing Dead Daisies. Uh, everyone's different, doing different things. But um, at some point last year, the record company, in 2016, the record company started talking about maybe doing a follow-up. Dean had been away for a while and, and um, going through some personal things. And once he was back ready to get back to work, uh, he and the label talked and then they talked to me and talked to Jack. And we decided to, to do a follow-up and we started to write for it ourselves. And, uh, it was a great vibe, you know, the record came together in April and we, we tracked it together. And, uh, um, I think it, I think it really, you know, it's, it's like a good step forward for the three of us. So. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and it blew me away because Dean, of course, is awesome drummer, but, uh, you know, the lead vocalist 
uh, on Revolution Saints, and that kind of you know is something uh, different. Of course, Jack Blades uh, can, can certainly relate to that with uh, Kelly Kagi and his band Night Ranger singing a lot of, uh, of classic songs for his band Night Ranger. But that's kind of an interesting dynamic that you just you don't see a lot. But I think it works works great here. And what I think is cool is a band like Dead Daisies, such straight ahead, just you know high octane rock. And this is I would say more melodic based, more kind of bluesy, more melodic based. Uh, certainly a different uh, you know a style. But you 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 know you wear so many hats as a guitarist. This is just I think another you know another you know feather in your cap as far as uh, your style of guitar playing. Well, I just you know I mean basically I just do what I do you know all the time. It's you know if if uh, if a song is a ballad, I'm going to play like a ballad. If a song is a is a hardcore rocker, it'll be like that. But Revolution Saints is definitely melodic rock based and um, blues based in some ways. And that's that's kind of the blues based part of it is where I started from when I was a kid, and um, I really like it. And the, the combination of that with Dean's melodic vocals and Jack's bass sounds pretty cool. So we're we're really happy with it. It's been doing really well. We got we got some great reviews. So we're we're, we're very we're very happy about it and feel very you know very lucky about it. Uh, yeah, it is, and I think this is um, th- th- right up there. I mean, I, I really have enjoyed this release. I think this is uh, it's underrated, and I hope to see it, uh, you know, t- to get a lot a lot of play coming up here. And, and you, like I've said, you're such a busy guy, and I know you've been doing kind of off and on doing the Writing the Rock Vault thing out in Vegas because I've, I've seen the show twice now out there, and neither time were, were, uh, were you there, but what's kind of your future with uh, Writing the Rock Vault? Voted like three straight years or whatever it has been, best show in Vegas. And I know you've been a part of that, and some with some great players out there, including like Robin McCauley, uh, Tracy Guns, yeah, are, so many. Those guys are all great players. Howard Lease was the MD. Um, initially, they asked me to do that when they were putting it together, and I, I was, you know, I thought it was cool because it was a bunch of friends, you know, jamming covers. And um, and then there was a little bit of a, sh- a script to it with with actors and stuff, and it was pretty cool. But I couldn't do it. I was, you know, deep in Whitesnake world at that point, and. Um, so I, you know, I basically, I actually, um, I, I, I put Tracy's name put forth for that because I didn't know anybody else I could, could recommend. I said, why don't you call Tracy? So Tracy did it. Tracy did it for a year. I did it for a year. And then um, I started to fade out a little bit doing some other stuff. And I haven't really been back full time for a couple of years because... Yeah, um, you know, I'm busy with the daisies and I was doing, well, first I got started doing some touring with Glenn Hughes, um, wanted to get, kind of get back on the road, got the, the itch to do some, some free form playing. And we were doing this kind of power trio thing. It was really cool. And then, uh, and then the, the daisies came up and I started doing that and it's been now coming up on, uh, a year and it's a year and three quarters something like that so I've been doing Dead Daisies so we did a record we did a live record and um, and so I'm, I'm working on, on another record at the moment with them um, but I hope that the Revolution Saints will get to tour a little bit this time we, we got some great offers so I hope that that'll work out again 
definitely hope to see that live. That would be awesome. And it's uh, facebook.com slash revolution saints. You can find out all the information about how to, uh, how to get the new album, things like that available on, uh, on Amazon, Spotify, all the, all the, all the usual, you know, formats these days, you know, of course you got to have it out, uh, and available digitally, but I'll tell you this on a personal note, Doug, I'm glad I'm getting to talk to you because I've always, um, wanted to, to talk to you about, about the band lion because I'm a huge lion fan from back in the day. In fact, when I was a kid, my favorite song was love is a lie because I was a huge Friday the 13th fan and I heard that song and the movie Friday the 13th for the final chapter which was not the final chapter that song stood out to me Love is a Lie was my favorite song as a kid it was like the first rock song I ever remember hearing and that's your band Lion uh, just kind of reminisce back back to those days because that was kind of your uh, you know your debut into into the rock music world back then yeah Lion was a really good band we we, we, we started playing the, the LA strip back in the 80s and we got signed by a, a label that that, um, that we thought was going to be able to do good for us, but they just they weren't really supportive, you know. So the band kind of fell apart in the end. But but the band had a great reputation. We had done a video that got a lot of airplane on MTV, and we went to Japan and did a killer couple tours over there. Um, that was with a different label in Japan, which is you know interesting that it did really well with a different label in the U.S. Um, we we had a lot of great support, but we just couldn't get tour support to get to go. We, we had a great fans. We had fan support, but we didn't have enough money to go on tour, and that ultimately, you know, broke up the band. Yeah, but it was a great experience, and it, and, and it's very, you know, we were very influenced by bands like Early White Snake and and stuff like Thin uh, Lizzy and Zeppelin. So we were. We were definitely doing something a little bit different than a lot of the LA bands. We were definitely not the glamish type of band as far as our sound goes, you know. Uh, it, it's it's always funny because um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the film that that Love Is a Lie uh, is in. There's a scene where Kristen Glover is dancing to the song, which is like le- iconic in, in 80s you know uh, pop culture. But he, originally he was supposed to be dancing to ACDC's Back in Black. They couldn't get the rights to the song. Enter Lions, Love Is a Lie, and you have Kristen Glover doing the worst dance ever to this great song. So that's kind of the the history with that, which is awesome. And uh, Lion, of course, launched you, but. You know, the, the truth of it is, as a huge Dio fan, you joined, I think you joined Ronnie in 2002. You did Killing the Dragon. You did subsequent tours. I'm such a huge fan of his. Just kind of talk about working with Ronnie, what it was like working on that uh, Killing the Dragon album, uh, which was known as one of his better albums, uh, you know, of, of the, uh, you know, 2000s and beyond. Just kind of your memories of working with Ronnie. And of course, we all miss him very much. Can't believe it's been over seven years since he passed. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's gone so fast. It was it was awesome. You know, Ronnie actually asked me to join the band in 1990, and um, I was still hoping that Lion would would succeed at that time. So I I wasn't I didn't you know I didn't take the opportunity. But when it came back up about 10 years later, 12, 11, 12 years later, 11 years later, I said to Ronnie, I definitely am, I'm very excited about doing it and we got in the studio and and made Killing the Dragon and I wrote a couple of songs for that record uh, I came in a little bit late on the songwriting but um, I recorded all the record and and then we did um, 
we did a DVD at the end of the year called Evil or Divine. Yep. It's kind of, it's a little bit rare, I think. You don't really see that. I have that it. Much. Is it really? Because I have it right now, like 10 feet from where we're sitting. I'll have to, I'll have, I got to get that out. I'm not going to sell it, of course, but. <laughs> well, I don't know. But, and then later, um, you know, I joined Whitesnake, but I still kind of joined with, with sitting with Ronnie periodically on tours. If he, um, you know, there was a couple of, there was a couple of months in 2005 when he asked me to come back and, and fill in and I was off from touring with Whitesnake and and uh, so I did it and we, we did another DVD called Holy Diver Live and that was cool Ronnie was great man Ronnie put me out there Ronnie believed in me and, and liked really liked what I did and he supported me so if it wasn't for Ronnie I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be here talking to you right now for sure I mean you never know what life is going to throw you but Ronnie put me out there and got got my name noticed a lot well you would still be talking to me because as a huge fan of the third Hurricane album I would have tracked you down somewhere Doug so absolutely (laughs) trust me slave to the thrill (laughs) but uh, no that's awesome you know and I've talked to several former members uh, you know know, band members that have played with Ronnie and you know I kind of wanted to get your take because you know we had an interesting talk with uh, Jeff Pilsen recently you know from Foreigner and Dawkin and played with Ronnie of course and and, and I asked him about the the upcoming you know hologram thing with Ronnie and and he said that Ronnie would have been all about it he said Ronnie loved of technology he would have probably really enjoyed something like that you what's your take on on this hologram thing with uh, with ronnie i think it's cool man yeah. I, I would like to see i'd like to see it for myself to know you know i would like to see it for myself but yeah ronnie was definitely getting into technology a little bit and getting into doing some different stuff with this show but uh you know i think it would be just nice to you know his voice is so great and his performance was always so great and of course you can watch it on DVD, but um, it'd be cool. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see that thing. Yeah, definitely. I, and, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we've talked about um, so many projects that you've worked on, Doug. And I mean, being, you know, with, with White Snake, uh, with Dio, with House of Lords, uh, you know, and Bad Moon Rising, all these things you've done. And is there something that stands out to you that, that you thought was almost a surreal moment. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Can't believe I'm playing with Ronnie. Can't believe I'm up here with white snake. Is there a moment that kind of stands out to you or is it just, you're just such a, you know, such a businessman, such a versatile guitarist that you're just, you just kind of take it as it comes. I mean, uh, how's it been for you? Well, doing that's, that? what, that's what you do. I mean, by the time, by the time I started working with Ronnie, I, I had put him, you know, thousands of hours on the guitar and, and, you know, played a lot of putting my dues on the clubs and, you know, just every every aspect of trying to be a good musician. So when you when you put in that time, you get that opportunity. You feel pretty confident. You know, you're not like freaking out, going, "Oh my God, I can't believe this." You know, it's like you kind of are, are like, "Okay, good, let's get to work." That's that's more what you're thinking about. But in hindsight, now I think about it, and I'm like, "Wow, if I would have somebody told me when I was a kid that I'd be working with Ronnie and David and." Even guys like John Karabi. I mean, I met John Karabi when I was um, a kid in high school, and uh, I never thought we'd be working together. But here we are. And, and uh, guys like Jack Blades is, you know, he's a he's a legend and and awesome. And Dean. I mean, when I met Dean, he was super deep in in uh, Journey. I was super deep in White Snake. I never dreamed that we'd actually do a project together. But we hit it off, and and Dean's such a great, talented person. He he's just uh, he's got a lot of energy, and 
and puts his heart into everything he does, and, and uh, he definitely did on the Revolution Saints record. So I, I definitely recommend people to go check it out. Well, absolutely. Facebook.com slash Revolution Saints. You can get all the informa- information on that, and it is it is an awesome, just melodic sounding hard rock album something i think that is just you know we've been needing um here in the last few years i just uh, you know as far as new things coming out there's just not a lot that moves the needle but dead daisies revolution saints have definitely done that for me so that's a testament to you and, and your work of course and dog everything you've done we appreciate it we of course also go to dead daisy oh, thanks, of course man Thank you, oh, it's been, it's just, you, you know, you're, you're, just, you know, one of my favorite guitarists of all time, just extremely versatile, everything you've done, um, you know, just a plus for me, but the dead daisies.com can get all the information on that. What to, what can we expect, uh, from the daisies going forward? I mean, you just had this album, make some noise, the live album I'm actually holding in my hand live and louder was awesome. And it had that DVD with all the making of and all the shit backstage and all that. How cool was that? And what's next for, for the daisies? Very cool. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it, Clint. You bet, man. I'll tell you, we will catch up soon somewhere out there uh, in the stratosphere in, in one of your projects for sure. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch up soon, my man. All right. Thanks, Clay. I really appreciate your support, and thanks to all your listeners and fans and readers and all that stuff. We really appreciate what you do, man. All right, man. You bet. Uh, it's been an honor. Thanks a lot. Huge thanks to Doug Aldrich. It's a true pleasure to talk to him, one of my favorite guitarists of all time. Talking about his work in Dead Daisies, a band I love. And Revolution Saints, the new album. Of course, um, it is light in the dark. Great stuff from them. Uh, you know, we want to urge everyone to go check this stuff out, support these bands. This is as good. This is just unbelievably high octane, melodic, hard rock. You will not be disappointed by that. And without further ado, we want to go ahead and welcome our second guest on this this week's show. It is Mr. Joe Retta from Heaven and Earth talking about the new album, Hard to Kill. Joe, welcome to the show. How's everything going? Going great. We're uh, just about to uh, rehearse about a half hour. So uh, it's kind of warm here in California, but it was hotter yesterday, so I'm doing okay. Ready for Halloween. Well, you're in Southern California, and I, I would normally say you're automatically doing better than I am, but... The 100-degree heat out there, I could do without. We're here in the Midwest. We get all the seasons here. You guys are dealing with some pretty brutal heat out there. <laughs> I know. I miss it. I'm actually from upstate New York, so I miss the, the fall and the spring. I do miss that quite a bit. I did see that. You're from, I think, Rochester. I know I have a good friend from Rochester, New York, so that's pretty cool. That's uh, a heck of a yeah. connection. Upstate New York yeah. is beautiful. People think of New York as like... There's a couple of us from there. Me and Lou Graham from Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Right, Ronnie Dio was from upstate New York, and, uh, and let's see, Steve Gadd and uh, Billy Sheehan, I think. It's a pretty good company, you know, and people think of New York as New York City, but uh, there's just this whole vast, you know, very beautiful, very, like, you know, trees and foresty, mountainy type type landscape out there that's just is so pretty, pretty. A lot of people yeah. don't get a chance to check that out. And then you get to Buffalo, and it's too cold, and we just can't handle that, so. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I tell you what, no, Joe. No <laughs> this that well, they're, they're not not having a bad season so far. But I, I, I'll tell you, let's get into this album. Hard to kill, Joe. Not trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to kiss your ass whatsoever here. I'm just gonna beat around. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. This this might be the the rock release of 2017, man. And a lot of people are saying that. A lot of websites are saying that. 
This is the fourth album from the band, and I know you joined in, I think, 2011, but just what have you guys been hearing? I know it's just been out a couple weeks. What have you guys been hearing? I think this one, uh, this one really, um, really, really great album. You know, all the things that are being said are true. Um, how, what have you guys been hearing? Uh, you know, I, I don't uh, read too many reviews, and I don't get them. I kind of go to management, and I kind of stay focused on, you know, music, music stuff and the next, the next song, the next song working on but uh yeah i think it's we're pretty lucky that, that people are embracing it that's that's also that's great news and might mean uh might mean work so that's cool <laughs> <laughs> well absolutely and you know, the, the I, I came across uh, the band from um, someone sent me the video to the game has changed, uh, which had been out, and then this album comes out and follows it, and it just like it all it all just kind of comes together. Obviously, Stuart Smith, amazing guitarist. Just talk about working with him. He's been in so many bands. You know, of course, the Sweet, who you obviously have history with as well. Just talk about what kind of he brings, kind of how this whole thing came together, and how you wound up involved. Well, that's what happened. Is he? Uh, I knew him from from playing around Los Angeles, and he uh, grabbed a hold of me for the suite, a new a new forming of the suite. So we grabbed Steve Preach and said, "Hey, you want to put the suite back together?" So we did that. And um, Stuart left a few years ago. I I just left a few weeks ago, <laughs> but I was with him for twelve years, and that was a blast because those singing songs I grew up with on the radio, man, was pretty freaking awesome. And uh, the shows were great, you know, 20,000, 30,000 people sometimes, you know, singing songs that I grew up on the radio. Like I said, it was, it was pretty awesome, man. Well, it is. And just talk about, you know, kind of the process of making this album and, and Hard to Kill, of course, it is available. Um, well, well, yeah, Stuart and I uh, usually uh, wrote all these songs. And, and the same thing with Dig, actually with Dig, it was a little more, a little more cohesive with band members, a little more rehearsal. Um, but I, eventually they, they would go to me with arrangement and lyric because once I start writing, things get you know changed around. But this record was a lot more just uh, Stuart would write a riff and, and give it to me, and then I would see where that would go, change wise for the chorus, the bridge, etc. We just go back and forth, back and forth. And uh, and I wrote a lot of these songs with kind of hopefully with movie uh, potential. Uh, like the baddest man and and um, anthem that big sports anthem I I kind of wrote from scratch I just sang that chant into my phone so I was focused on you know getting the songs <clears throat> out there that trying to finish a song that had mass appeal you know uh, or that had that had an identity had a you could put a face to it you know what I mean so uh, yeah it was, it was fun and Stuart and I worked together really really well you, you, you know you got to have somebody that listens to your ideas. And if someone says, "Ah, that's terrible," you gotta go. Okay, then try another one. You know, you can't you can't be uh, you can't have an ego when you're uh, when you're creating because it can create problems. But uh, well, this yeah, an easy process for me, and I'm I'm uh, still writing. I got I got like 50 new song ideas. I'm ready to do another one. Well, absolutely, and coming from the the, the momentum of this, which I think is going to be going to be really big, and you know, it really blew me away because you know when it comes down to it, I'm a pretty simple person. I love hard rock music. I love loud crashing drums. I love straight ahead guitar rock. I love Led Zeppelin. I love Motley Crue and White Snake and all these bands. I think that this is just right along those lines. You know what I'm saying? It's very melodic. Oh, thank you so much. 
I mean, I mean, I'm sure you know your your voice in and of itself. You know, a lot of people um, would say that you hear they hear a lot of Robert Plant in your voice, which I do as well. But you know, really, when it comes to it, it's funny because I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, who I hear a lot too is um, is Jack Russell from Great White, one of the best bluesy, you know, blues based guitar rock bands of the '80s as well. And I hear a lot of that too. I mean, is this a is this a conscious thing? I mean, obviously, a guy like Stuart Smith been around forever. Bands like The Sweet all the way back to the seventies. Is that, is it, how did this sound kind of come together? Because, um, this band has been around since before you joined the band, but this, whatever this is, it's, it's definitely really working. And I know you guys, was this kind of a conscious effort to, to, to sound the way you do, or is it just sort of, uh, how, you know, how did that all happen? Uh, I don't know. It just kind of comes out. We, we were, when we were in suite, we wanted to write, but, uh, it didn't work out. So we just wrote on the side and that's how big happened. And even though heaven and earth had a couple before that, um, as far as sound, like it depends on the riff or the groove of the song that comes out of me, because I have a big R&B background to a lot of Stevie Wonder, Aretha Franklin, you know, Marvin Gaye, Wilson Pickett, all those guys. <clears throat> so you'll hear, I guess, I get a lot of R&B comments, which, you know, just, I don't know, a lot of bluesy guys uh, were in rock. It went Rod Stewart and Paul Rogers and Steve Marriott, you know, so... It's not a new thing. I think it's a great blend, though, when you get a little R&B mixed in with a little rock and roll. I think it works good. But. Awesome. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know as far as I don't compare myself to anybody or label, but... <laughs> yeah, that's that's for us to do. You know, you, you just sing the songs, and then we make all the, the weird, yeah. random comparisons. You know, that's kind of what we do in our spare hang time. On, <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about this. I listen, I listen to everything, so... Right. Well, let's talk about um, some some shows you guys got coming up. You got uh, November fourth at the Token Lounge in uh, Westland, Michigan. Then not then the fifteenth yeah. in Portland, Oregon. I, I assume there's going to be a lot more dates to go along with this album. Just kind of talk about where you guys are in the on the touring process. Yeah, this is these are just the first few, you know, because the album just came out, and we're trying to get on some tours. We're talking to uh, Aerosmith people and Foreigners people, and fingers crossed on some of that stuff. But uh, all that stuff's kind of out of my hands, you know. It's not I stay in my lane, just the uh, clown in the middle, singer-songwriter guy. But uh, yeah, I got my fingers crossed for a for a busy tour. Um, it's fun. I I enjoy the road and uh, getting this music out there. It's like because there's, there's almost no no rock and roll representation out there anymore, except the Foo Fighters and you know what I mean. Like even on the award shows, there's not even any rock category hardly. Really rock and roll would be Bruno Mars or something. Yeah, I mean, and if it's a so, uh, we, we, act- we gotta we gotta represent and we gotta you know bring uh, bring it back to the bring it back to the people, man. Because because you know all you know, it's still all all a part of us. All that that all that great seventies rock is still. And they still use it in commercials. Even country music to this day has all these hard kind of rock and riffs, but they're singing country over it. Same thing with the R&B pop stuff. There's these rock riffs, but they're singing they're singing differently over it. So it's in there. We just, just got to find a way to extract it and bring it back to the, to the boiling to the top there. Very important, of course. And I mean, for you guys... 
you know, how how big and important would a tour like that be kind of uh, opening up for one of these bands? Or is it a deal where you would you would prefer more of a long run of shows kind of headlining, maybe smaller places? Because when you, you get those opening spots, obviously you only have a, a certain amount of time, a certain amount of staging. Right. Is that big enough for the exposure or would you rather kind of go out and do, and do, do one on your own? Uh, I think I'd rather reach more people. Yeah. Right. crazy couple of years in rock music and as someone that's uh you know grown up with I this know. stuff you look around and it just it, it's unbelievable you know you think about like when you're a kid you find out there's no santa claus but when you're older and you find out that your heroes are, are passing away we just had tom petty just in the last year and a half you, you know we could run through all the names lemmy and all the all yeah. these guys david bowie prince the list has been endless i mean just it's one of those deals as a fan where you just go oh my god like your heroes are not going to be around forever. And that goes along, along the lines, you know, with you guys, just because, you know, you're a part of the scene and you guys obviously grew up fans and know what you know, these guys are your peers. So it's got to be kind of an interesting yeah. perspective, a tough perspective, really. Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I agree. Yeah, Sarah is weird. So we're, we're on webby.com. I don't have to tune in to your podcast now that I know who you are. Yeah. Hey, I tell you, this this podcast is so based around you guys, the artists. I could sit here and, and give my thoughts on my top 10 favorite metal albums of 1983 all day, but the stories, the perspective from you guys, that's what it's all about, and that's what we like to to bring with uh, guys right from all sorts. We've had Tommy James from Tommy James and the Shondells all the way to J.J. French from uh, Twisted Sister, and we cover it all. <laughs> we I, love, I love all that stuff. I have such a, I have a huge collection of all 60s and 70s music. I love Tommy James's. Yep. Isn't that and, stuff uh, unbelievable? I, like, you know, and, uh, you know, another thing, I also sing with Dio Disciples, and it's kind of cool because we do a lot of benefits. And Eddie Trunk, who also has a, a, a pretty good show that, that people all listen to that, that listen to rock and, and heavier heavier stuff. And he's, it's pretty cool that he's still keeping uh, keeping this alive, too. So, yeah, we, we, we owe... Uh, you know that guy quite a little bit. Oh, it's that's what it's all about. You have to do it, and I, I loved I loved the uh, Dio disciples and and um, and huge Dio fan. I guess you know you'd be a good person to ask what you would think about about the, a, a possible hologram tour. Jeff Pilson thought it he thought it was, he was cool with it. And he used to play with Ronnie. So, what what would your take on yeah. that be? Yeah, that's a great guy. Well, we're doing well, we're playing at Nam without the hologram. Um, I haven't seen it in person, but I saw it on video. And uh, to be honest, it's a little strange for me. Yeah, so it's kind of—it's just kind of—it kind of creeped me out a little bit. That's just me personally. If the fans embrace it, I think it's great. Any way to keep his music alive for people who, who you know, you know, uh, you know, I, I love singing that set as well. It's super fun for me, and I, I try to stay as close with the record as I can to honor him. Is, is there... So that's been a blast. That's another thing. Growing up, you know, one of my favorite singers growing up with them now to sing in his band is pretty freaking amazing. How story. did you How did you get involved with the the disciples? Because I know like guys like Tim Rip Rowans have done it. There's been a lot of moving parts there. How yeah. did you get involved with the disciples? Uh, they, I just uh, just from being around L.A. and, and uh, I think probably being at I forgot what I was maybe doing a every Tuesday night at the Whiskey Go but there's an Ultimate Jam night. I think I sang a couple of Dio songs there and maybe. One of the guys or two of the guys were there, Simon Wright maybe, and uh, grabbed me and said, "Man, you should do it." So I go, "Are you kidding me? I'd be honored." 
So, and uh, oh, I remember I also performed for Ronnie at his record release party uh, in a in a little D.O. tribute just that they, uh, they we put together just for his record release. So that was a trip. I got to sing Ronnie for Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> No pressure there or anything. So I look across the room and he's pointing at me. I'm like, oh shoot. Because <laughs> I, kind of, I, I made fun of him at the end of one of his songs at Rainbow in the Dark. I go, you're a rainbow. I go, the lights, the dark, the sky, the sun. All those words that he uses. In a shadow. Yeah. I look at that dude pointing at me and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. I go, sorry, Ron. <laughs> Oh, well. And, and he, was, he was so great that he comes over to me and he goes, come here, I need, I need to get a picture with you. He chokes me in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, no no bigger honor than that. Uh, I tell you, it's oh, been... No, so much fun. Oh, and well. The, you know, Wendy still, his wife Wendy still manages the disciples, so, you know, we're in, uh, so it's still nice to be uh, part of the, you know, the, the, the D.O. family, you know. It, it, cool. It's great, and it's interesting, kind of, um, you know, before we let you go, this is an inter- interesting perspective. We just had Lawrence uh, Gowan on from Sticks, obviously a replacement member, and we got to, t- to, to talking about how that era of music, you know, whether it be 70s, 80s, that will it'll never be replicated, it lives on. How important is it that this music lives on? And in various incarnations, you've got bands going out a band like foreigner you've talked about who are on top right now they're, they're they did, just did a massive run with only one original member and mick doesn't play with the band all that much but do, do you think yeah, that that's what we're going to see uh, going forward i know well kelly hansen's a good friend of ours oh he's amazing he's the first first heaven and earth record yeah he was on that record he was the original singer in, in heaven and earth that's right that's right well, he, did, he does two or three him and bobby kimball and glenn hughes and joe joe and turner are all singing on that, that one record Oh, it's unbelievable! Pretty, pretty incredible record, man. And um, but yeah, they're doing great. And um, uh, yeah, Kelly's Kelly, Dennis Young. I just watched them last Thursday at the Rose here in Pasadena. He sounded amazing. And our buddy August plays guitar for him. Just the great, nicest people, and still, oh my God, just like kind of better than the records. Sound fantastic. That's what. So that's I, I love exactly. Hearing, I, you know, I, I like hearing that stuff. I, I do too, and to me, it's more important that I can still, you know, because I, you know, in ten, fifteen years, I mean, who in the world? That that's why I'm thankful for band, bands like you guys, and uh, the, in ten years, hopefully, I can, can still go have someone to go see. Because my gosh, that's why I think it's important that the music does live on. Dio Disciples, whether it be a hologram, oh, cool. Last in Line, who does another good, yeah. a good job as well, um, kind of a rival band to you guys, maybe a little bit. But I, yeah, I don't know why that I don't know why that's so so why Mr. Guitar Man has chose to uh, be a little derogatory. That's too bad because uh, you know Vinny Vinny I've seen everybody else is, is great. So I don't know why there's strangeness. We don't have that towards them. So it's kind of weird. Well, I just always thought Vivian hated Ronnie so much. They hated each other. I was kind of a weird deal because I thought they were, that they legitimately hated each other. So. I, but you know, that's, uh, and that's why I didn't want to mention his name. Right? <laughs> you let me let again. But, uh, you you leave all the dirty work to me. That's what that's what us weirdos you know, in the media do. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I um, we're, we're about to we're about to rehearse. It's, yes. Um, great to talk to you. Uh, uh, find me on Facebook, or if you want my email, I don't, we're probably recording right now. But if you want to turn it off, I'll give you my email and you can stay in touch. Yep. Let me go ahead and do that. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Joe. Great stuff, Heaven. It's uh, the website is heaven and earth, the band.com. And we will definitely catch up soon, man. Take care.
Huge thanks to both bands, both guests, Heaven and Earth, Hard to Kill. That is, uh, you heard all about that from Joe Retta, our previous guest, and of course, Doug Aldrich, who joined us in our first segment talking about Revolution Saints, the new album, Light in the Dark. Guys, seek these albums out. Go find them. We got links here in our uh, on our YouTube uh, description, so please follow them. Check these guys out. Give them a listen, and uh, you know, pick up these albums because it's worth to keep these guys keep these guys going, man. Because that's what it's all about. Bands like this keeping that hard rock flag flying, and we appreciate that as always. Thank you so much for listening on the Music Mania podcast. Always a pleasure to have you. Want to uh, make sure you hit us up on our Twitter at Music Mania underscore Show. Hit that download button, hit that subscribe button rather on YouTube or iTunes. We always appreciate subscribers and the feedback is always much appreciated. Thank you, thank you so much. We have many big guests coming up here as we head into the winter months where concert season, touring season kind of dwindles down a little bit, but we keep the action coming here on the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always.